the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Well, welcome everyone to another Minnesota Football Show. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about this week, um, but we have a special guest here as well. As usual, this is Bridget McDowell. We've got Sheila here. We have Eric. Uh, Rodrigo is off on the road coaching. Uh, so we have an MJ in the house. Woo-hoo. Mix Woo-hoo. things up a little bit. <laughs> How's it going, How's MJ? It going? I'm doing well. I shot pool with some friends last night and uh, cooked them all carnitas with the uh, tres salsas and uh, dos ensaladas. It was re- it was great. I saw those pictures. That looked really good. Uh, it, it's it's amazing. I can share the recipe with you sometime, but it's secret. <laughs> Bridget, how are you? What's new? Uh, nothing. Not a darn thing. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's not a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad <laughs> no. thing. And Sheila? No. Um, yeah, just, uh, it's pretty hot, hot in my apartment right now. So you were at the orchestra yesterday. Is that right? I thought I saw it on the, on the social yeah, media. I, um, I've got a new gig as a reviewer for the pioneer press. What? Nice. Very oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Way to go. She- That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. That's very cool. I, I miss going to the orchestra and. So does the family. We got lots of string players over here. So eventually we'll uh, hope to get back to that. How, how was it? What, what did they play? Do you remember? Um, well, uh, Osmo had a premiere of a, a work he, he wrote. Mm. And they did a Kurt Vile and they did. Four different, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy, Samuel Coleridge Taylor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was a Black British uh, composer from the late 19th and early 20th century. Definitely played some of that stuff, yeah. So, yeah, it was, good. It was a good time. Um, yeah. Is it, is it full capacity in there? How, how are things set no. up? No, okay. it was very limited, limited okay. seats. Everybody wore masks. Mm-hmm. So, right on. Very cool. Well, let's start uh, internationals. We can circle back for all the local stuff. Um, I put this in from last week, and the the next leg is actually going on as we speak. But the uh, the African Federation uh, Champions League is going on right now in semifinals. Um, and Esperance and Al Arhi, who tend to win it a lot from Egypt, they won. They beat Esperance one nil last week. And then Wydad um, Casablanca and Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, Kaiser Chiefs also won one nil. And so let me do a quick score check and see where things are at right now as they're playing again. 
So uh, Kaiser Chiefs and Wadad are playing right now. It is nil-nil. Oh, nil-nil full-time. So Kaiser Chiefs move on. There you go. There's your update. So they're going to be in the final. And the other one, Ahi and Esperance have not played yet. Kaiser Chiefs from South Africa, by the way. So there you go. And as, as long as we're talking Champions League and uh, MJ, you're on here. Asian Champions League is is so strange because it's all over the place because of COVID and COVID restrictions and all that stuff. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about it because I, I was doing a like I knew all the, the Middle Eastern countries were basically done and they're like through. But then the East Asian countries are just starting. Yeah. It, it hasn't been safe it. to go outside in East Asia for a while. And so they wisely have canceled or postponed their, their matches. Now, for those that don't know about the AFC, Asian Football Confederation has, in general, two sides. Like It's almost like two conferences in the NBA. You have the West and the East. And it's not like they don't talk to each other, but just due to language, culture, religion, all those things, the teams from the Middle East kind of congregate a lot together. The teams from Central Asia, that's also considered West, uh, as I like to say, Central Asia, for those that don't know what it is, that's where all the stands are. So we, we stand Central Asia. And East Asia, you know, that has South, maybe include South Asia, Southeast Asia. That's kind of its own thing. So yeah, everything on the Eastern side due to COVID is, is the the AFC Champions League has been postponed. Yeah. It's, it's really wild when you look at the standings. Cause it's like the first four groups are they're They're done. They're through and they're, they're ready for the route of 16. And then the next four groups are like one match has been played. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> So, well, we'll keep up to date on that, but we got some time. We got some time. Let's jump to the, uh, let's jump to the Euros. So uh, this is more for Rodrigo. We were catching up last week uh, when Spain and Poland tied, and I'm sure he was thrilled about that. Um, Bridget, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he loves that. <laughs> at, at this point, Spain were like third, I think, so that he, he was just loving that. Um, Bridget, I'll throw this one to you because we can kind of tie these things together. Uh, the UEFA investigation on Manuel Neuer for wearing – the rainbow armband and then the uh, city of Munich saying, Hey, we're going to do rainbow lights on our, uh, on our stadium. Allianz it's Allianz too, right? Like just like Allianz. Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then UEFA came down on them for that. And then in UEFA fashion, they insert foot in mouth and put out this just ridiculous statement of UEFA respects the rainbow. Please take it away. Where do you go with this? Um, yeah, so just a typical episode of each time something is too ridiculous, they just take it another step further. So first off, they investigate in order for wearing the rainbow armband because it's not like officially allowed by uh, their rules to you know have something that shows a stance of any form. Um, he wore it anyway. He was not given a problem during the match. The officials said nothing about it. Uh, and then UEFA opens an investigation after the match into um, how he might be uh, punished for doing so or how the team might be punished. Uh, they end up saying, no, it's okay. We will not, like, we won't go any further with this. 
uh, because there was so much outcry over that. Um, yeah, so then Munich says, well, we'll just light up the stadium rainbow because Hungary was going to play there. And um, we, all, we all know Hungary's stance. It's kind of amazing that it's, it's Germany versus Hungary. <laughs> and Germany, Germany are the good guys. <laughs> Germany is the <laughs> They're the, the well-reasoned uh, party in all of this. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. Um, yeah, so Germany says, well, we'll just, we'll just light up the whole damn stadium, Rainbow, and uh, Hungary can come in and play here. And UEFA says no, because as they explain in this, um, what they call a statement, uh, they didn't turn it down, they didn't decline or like ban the lighting um, because the rainbow is a political message. They did it because they think that Germany wanting to use rainbow colors on their stadium when Hungary is coming in is a political statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we weren't, so their statement literally says, this was not a political decision on our part. We decided it was a political decision on Munich's part to mm-hmm. do such a thing when Hungary is coming to visit. So basically, yep, we... We agree that this isn't politics, but you're going to make it politics. So you know what? Nope. Sorry. That's on them. Uh, and then UEFA, of course, putting out this great news statement about how they stand with everyone and against it's homophobia and transphobia and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, I mean, I don't know why we're surprised by any of these things anymore, but at the same time, it's just so absurd. But it's like... Yep. Yeah. Really? Just, what? What can what can you do but shake the head and just be like, "Come on." And it was like the way that that thing progressed. It was like every eight hours there was like this new installment. So through the day, you're saying, "Oh, great, they're investigating him for wearing an armband," and then you mm-hmm. kind of like start thinking about something else and moving on, and then, and then it's, "No, oh, you know what? We're not going to investigate. It's fine." And then Munich jumps in, and then UEFA jumps in again, and it's just, "Are you kidding me?" This yeah. is this is why no one takes these leaks seriously when yep. it comes to any anything outside of the game. Any of these federations, I mean, they're all corrupt and they're all just ridiculous. And I mean, we should mention. Meanwhile, there's like hundreds of Hungarian fascists like committing crimes and doing whatever yeah. they're doing in their hateful rhetoric, rhetoric and hateful violence. And you know, no investigations there. No, nothing nope. to see here. We should. I mean, we should. Shout out to the guy who, since they couldn't light up the stadium uh, during the lineups, someone ran out on the pitch with the rainbow oh, yes. flag and held it up on the TV broadcast. Uh, and he was right in front of the lineup, so it's not like they could really hide him. Um, yeah. And we don't, I'll be interested to find out uh, what happened to that fan after he was escorted off the pitch. Um, and also um, stadiums all around Germany lit their lit their buildings up with rainbow colors. Yeah, they they went all in and there were people uh, saw lots of videos, people on the street, like doing marches and uh, basically an impromptu pride events everywhere. Um, and especially like along, I think I saw where where the bus would be driving to bring the players in. Uh, people were lining that route as well. So, 
so there's some positive positive angle to take on that then and that's that's good um going to just weirdness and kind of the, the hilarity of this tournament looking at the most goals i think this still stand well ronaldo scored two more so maybe they're tied but before those last two ronaldo goals the number one score in this game, in this whole tournament is the own goal, which is phenomenal. And I think there was still one more, so it might be six to five right I, now. Own goal. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think I there was one the other day. Owen goal. Owen goal is a clever, clever striker. I love it. I love. And he's it. everywhere. I, I, like he plays. He hold. plays for every team. It's ridiculous. Oh, That's right. Everywhere. <laughs> oh, I love it. So you beautiful. You can't defend a striker that is everywhere. That's right. For every team. How do you defend that? He's, he's one of those uh, the hardship pools where they just like draw this guy in. And, but Amazing. unfortunately, he creates the hardship rather than uh, solving the issue. Uh, I love it so much. I, I, I hope it stands. I, I want own goal to, to win the golden boot. That would be phenomenal. Um, let's jump to wrapping up these group stages because we actually had round of 16 starting today, which I will let you all talk about because I missed that match. And we have one starting soon. But anyway, Group A finishes out with an Italy win, 1-0 over Wales. And Switzerland really coming down on Turkey, 3-1. to Turkey go out, zero points. Kind of a disappointing campaign, to say the least. Um, Italy look very good. They actually concede zero goals, too. So um, nine points. Three wins, no goals against. Uh, Wales come through at two with four, and Switzerland also with four. So they're both going to they're both in for round of sixteen. Um, I'll throw to you all. Anything besides Italy looking damn good in Group A that you want to add? All right. Hearing nothing, we shall proceed. <laughs> nothing else to say about Group A. Um. How about, well, I guess we can kind of go in order, but uh, technically, well, we'll do it like this as, as they came, because Group C came first. So uh, Netherlands, big win over North Macedonia, 3-0. And then Austria sneaks one by Ukraine, 1-0. Uh, Netherlands get all nine points, wins there. Austria come in with six. Um, I actually didn't even put Ukraine in here, but Ukraine apparently are in it as well. They, they snuck by. Do they have three or four? I can't even remember right now. You all know? points yeah what do they finish I, with they finish i want to say four okay was it three they finished with three i think that's why i didn't put them in here because i wasn't sure yet okay cool yeah so there were two third place teams that had four but then the third place teams that had three all went in on or lost on goal differential goal differential sure 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 okay so they sneak um, in there as well um thoughts on group c netherlands kind of the standout there but go ahead so Netherlands took first, Austria took second, and there's going to be a lot of buzz about both of those teams, especially Netherlands and their potential to go for, further in the tournament. However, I'm just going to say, for those that have watched a very boring defensive first get-what-we-can Ukraine team under Andrei Shevchenko, the great former Ukrainian player, they are playing entertaining, attacking football, and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, so, some amazing goals from that squad. Amazing they, goals. They almost came back to, to draw Netherlands 2-2 until the Netherlands got a, a late goal. But they yep. were down two when they came back. And I don't know. They're, they're, I want to watch all their games. They're fun. Right on. Well, let's go to the, uh, the heartstrings here, Group B. Um, Belgium 
no, not, not, not surprising, convincing win against Finland, uh, 2-0, Lukaku, and uh, an own goal. There, there, there's, our, there's our top scorer again. <laughs> Keeps coming back. So we're going to have our, our Finnish comrades. Um, they might be back in Minnesota already. I'm not sure, right, Tala and Lud. Um, they are not uh, going through. Uh, well, we can... I don't know if we want to hit that now or with local stuff, but uh, Raytel is probably going to be in uh, COVID quarantine. And ah. Lude is actually delaying return in order to finish paperwork to get his green card. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's fine. We can put that in. Um, so unsurprisingly, Belgium, all nine points. Uh, this this is my team to win it all. They, they look great. There, there are some shaky spots i would say within the team they're they're not as dominant and solid as i as i kind of expected but nonetheless i still i still think they're gonna they're gonna move very deep uh but let's go to this match because this this is the match that we all want to talk about and we can we'll talk more about today um denmark russia uh domsgaard scores first and then um then just some amazing goals here uh I can't remember the Paulson goal or the, or the Christians. I think it was the Paulson one where he just robs the defensive pass back to the keeper and just one times it through. I mean, that just an absolute gimme of a goal. And someone gaspered it. Yeah, that's Thank you. <laughs> someone gaspered it. The verb, the gasper verb. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And it was just beautiful. I mean, when you, when you think about the narrative of this team and everything that's happened with, with Erickson and for them to come back and, and sneak this win and thusly, I mean, super tight group, Denmark, three points, Finland, three points, Russia, three points, but because they put four against Russia on goal differential in the very last minute, Denmark goes through second. I mean, how can you not feel something for that? I, I got very emotional. Like, you know, I've talked on the program about my connections to Denmark, lived there for a while. I've been to Parkin stadium. I've seen match a match there. I mean, it was it was special, man. I mean, it was very special. But how do you all feel? I did not watch this game, so I can't say much. Neither, about it. yeah, neither did I. Um, Does it not pull cut, at the heart? the highlights. Though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, just watching like the the outpouring of like relief and exuberation on on Twitter and elsewhere. Um, it's. I mean, everyone's just pulling for this team to to do well and even even if they had lost and gotten kicked out like it would have been um it still would have been a big moment but to to finish that round on such a uh, a strong showing and playing like i mean they haven't really played like that before like that was probably their best showing in quite some time Definitely. um yeah it was whew, it was powerful so those two are through. Uh, no third place team from that group. Uh, if we go to Group D, Croatia gets the win on Scotland three to one, uh, and England beats Czech Republic one nil. So you get uh, England first with seven points, uh, Croatia second with four, uh, Czech also goes with four, and uh, a, a decent goal differential, I believe. Um, how do you feel about this one? I mean, the, 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 the big narrative here was everybody kind of was rooting for Scotland to hopefully get through, and they obviously did it. Um, this English team, I mean, what, what do you say about this English team? Yeah. It, it's going to be a bunch of 1-0 
kind of squeaker buys. I mean, that that's kind of the, the MO right now, isn't it? It's just kind of barely yeah. do the minimum to win. But they but you know, who knows if they keep I, I feel winning like one nil. We're gonna we're gonna see more of these games where it was like England and Scotland basically like saying, Hey, do you wanna score first? Should we score first? Like like what do you wanna do? And that's essentially how this England team is playing <laughs> for every game. Um Scotland could not beat them at that game. Uh, they're just, they have their moments, but it's not. It, I haven't really bothered to watch a whole lot of them, to be honest. Yeah, no, I get uh, it. The, so I understand why. I mean, Croatia is going to be fun to watch. Czech will be fun to watch. Croatia <laughs> kind of. I'm going to go to Blackheart tomorrow, I think. Yeah. yeah, Croatia finally woke up. I feel like it took him a long time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Modric just decided, okay, I'm taking hold of this game. He scores one and assists the <laughs> other. Um, and it, it says here, he becomes the first Croatian to score at three Euro final tournaments and the oldest and youngest Croatian Euro goal scorer. So good on him. Good stuff. But uh, they, if, if they're picking up steam right now, I mean, this would obviously be the moment to like get that momentum and push forward. I know you're talking, about, you're talking about England, Eric? Croatia. Okay. Kravatska. England has no peak. That's just... <laughs> so That's... they're oh. on this perpetual plateau. <laughs> of one right. I just she, she speaks the truth. <laughs> Scotland has the highlands and the lowlands, but you know, in in England it's just flat. Well, yep. uh, Bridget, what are you? I mean, at this point, what's your prediction? You talking for the whole tournament? Yeah. Oh well, let's hold that thought. Let's get let's get through these a few more here. Um, I just want to say on the other pod that I'm on, we all predicted that England, whether it was in the group stage or in the knockout, would just bow out in horrendous fashion. <laughs> And we all, including myself, Everton fans, said that Pickford will spill balls and make mistakes. He has three clean sheets in the group. Yeah, he does. That's true. We're all wrong. Now, I know that those that listen to the days are like, you guys are all wrong all the time. What are you talking about? (laughs) But usually usually when you have three of us and we're taking different opinions, one of us is right on something. But this was something where we were all wrong. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, well, speaking of waking up, Spain, who Rodrigo was hoping that, you know, Gregus would show up and score like a bunch of goals on Spain, uh, didn't even get off the bench on this one. And Spain very much did wake up and 5-0 over Slovakia. Big win. Um, to, to the point where for a little while they were leading the group and there was this back and forth battle between Sweden and Poland or, or Sweden and Lewandowski, basically <laughs> he scored, scored both the goals. Um, and then very last minute, I, I, I tuned in, I think probably in like the 80 something minute to catch the, the second Lewandowski goal. And then the in stoppage time Sweden goal. I was just like, Oh, amazing. So Sweden wins this group with Spain, which I, I can say, speaking of, you know, the Dave's getting things wrong. Minnesota football show. None of us picked Sweden to win. Yeah, we did not have. <laughs> so but there they, you go. They've done historically well, haven't they? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, we just thought Spain were going to like run away with it. Yeah. Being, being in a group with, with Spain and Poland, we just didn't really see 
see them getting past either of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're doing a lot better than I expected. Totally. So there, there's your number one, Sweden, and Spain goes number two. Um, I and saw then, a random had... tweet on. I saw a random tweet on on the Twitters that yeah. was like, "Wait a minute, no Ibrahimovic. Why even watch?" And I was just like, <laughs> "He hasn't been on the national team for I want to say at least two tournament cycles here." And at, when they chose at least, to, yeah. When they chose to cut him, everyone got better. There are superstars. <laughs> there are superstars that make everyone better, and there are superstars that demand all the ball all the time and want everything done their way, yep. and they make everyone around them worse. The coach worse, their teammates worse, the whole teamwork defense, the whole teamwork passing thing gets worse because of who they are. And it's nice to see Sweden playing well. Mm-hmm. They they are so fun to watch on set pieces and aerial attacks. I mean, it's, it sounds kind of stereotypical, but they really do. I mean, there's so many heads that are all over the place whenever that ball is high and comes through there and, and they connect, they tend to connect. Are you saying that because they're tall? I am. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, Group of death. I mean, speaking of the uh, Hungarian fash all over the place, I, I totally, I totally forgot. I mean, again, UEFA, what are you doing? You put France and Portugal that are majority people of color, BIPOC players in a stadium full of Nazis. (laughs) What is happening? I mean, come on. I forgot this. Like I thought they were playing in France at first or maybe not. And then, and then I, and then the Budapest state came by. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. This is a really bad joke. (laughs) You remember when you even put a uh, Champions League match? uh, No, it was a, it was uh, Europa final i believe in baku yes i do remember that and, and arsenal was was there and mitch carrion was like someone with the mccarrion jersey he, he's not even armenian but he's wearing an armenian player's jersey from arsenal and he's getting pulled over by police or security yep in, in azerbaijan i mean they don't think about these things nope nope and i, I remember in that <laughs> match too it was like the military police were all around the perimeter of the stadium they were inside Yep. Thanks, you. Well, now we know they don't want to offend anybody by, you know, taking a stand and yeah, and avoiding situations. I mean, luckily nothing happened. But I, I will not lie. When I realized what was happening, I was very worried. It was it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. It was just uncomfortable. Yes, it was. Um. You already covered the the run with the flag there. Well, okay. Let's let's cover. I think the uh, – oh, these, these games happened at the same time, didn't they? Because I remember flipping back and forth. Yeah. Which one should we do first, uh, Germany-Hungary or Portugal-France? They both end the same, but there was pretty high drama in both. What, what should we do? Who wants to go? I, I missed both of them. I was working, so I, I don't have here. much on that. Say that again, MJ? Pick one. Pick one? Okay, let's go, let's go Germany. That's when I got first. Okay, Hungary score first in this match, and they score. I think it was in the somewhere in the teens minutes. It was actually a beautiful goal, like a 11, diving header. 11. 11th. Thank you. 11 teen minute diving header, and and they hold. They kind of bunker and hold, and it goes to halftime one nil. Hungary is winning this match. So at this point, Germany is out. <laughs> Germany is not through. I couldn't believe it. And, and Hungary would have gone on. Yes. Yes, it's like be, be, because at this time, the villains Port, Portugal and France were 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 drawn. 
Yes, that's either, right. I, I believe one one. They were the, Portugal and, and France were tied one one. One one and a half. Yeah, no, no, yeah. zero 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 at half. Oh, okay. They were zero zero at half, and so at this time, and I'm looking if if France puts four goals on Portugal, they. Finland could get in as a third place team. That's right. Oh yeah. So, all, so like, all those little computations. It, I'm, I'm looking Finland's at a horrible minus five or whatever like that. And I'm just like, Portugal's at, 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 at like a minus two. And, and if France just rips a bunch of goals past Portugal, then Portugal's not one of the top four third place teams. As that seems pretty team. unlikely. Don't you think? It was very I mean, it was, unlikely. But it, it was, was close, though. I mean, for, for a good span of time there, it was very much like this multiverse situation where almost anything could happen. I know, but happen. it seems extremely unlikely for France to score four times against Portugal. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, not going to happen. I was cheering for it, but yes, Sheila, I agree. I mean, let's, let's keep in mind, they, they, they had two... <laughs> They put in two own goals against Germany too. So if they if they got on their own goal train, <laughs> add, add some more to the own goal golden boot. Um, but in any case, both of these matches end two two. So the table restabilizes as it were with France going one with five, Germany jumping going four with. Uh, I think they have the best uh, goal four right or is it what what? Yeah, they, they were six. Go ahead. Germany and Portugal were tied in goal differential. At plus okay. one, but uh, Germany had uh, the better goals for. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, six. And then Portugal goes, goes three. So all three of those teams are through France as one, Germany two, Portugal three, which I mean, in, in a way, thank goodness, because we, we talked last week of how this group never should have happened because all those teams in one group. So, and the villains go home, which is a relief. <laughs> Uh, I think back. Germany went through on head to head. Ah, got it, got it. But yeah, and boy, that I, I I was flipping back and forth, back and forth. So like, like at this point, trying to remember exactly what was happening is a little difficult because it's all a blur right now. But there there were some really fun moments in both these two matches. The the, the Portugal France one for some reason is a little bit clearer in my in my mind, and just watching the back and forth attacks. I mean, there there was some defense in there somewhere, but it was a lot of just goal to goal to goal to goal and then you know eventually Ronaldo would get it and score no someone would go down in the box for Portugal and then Ronaldo yeah, yeah, would yeah, step yeah, up and take true. a penalty and he scored that's two true. penalties well, one of those penalties was legit I will I will say I, that I think they both were legit but yeah but it, I mean I've seen Portugal score some pretty goals through the run of play but not, not against yeah, not against France. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were both penalties. All right, friends. Well, let's talk about the round of 16 because we have some stuff to talk about as of today, some updates. But some really big matches here. So we'll, we'll talk Denmark and Wales here. That already happened. Um, we've got Italy and Austria starting now. Tomorrow is probably the biggest one in my opinion, which probably could be a final. Belgium, Portugal. Come on. I mean, I'm very <laughs> excited for that match. Um, Netherlands, Czech Republic also on, on Monday, you've got France and Switzerland, and then you've got Croatia, Spain, and then Tuesday, Sweden, Ukraine, which is hella confusing because the exact same colors of yellow and blue (laughs) in the same shades. 
of yellow yeah, and blue. Of exactly. all the shades of blue, which there are many, and shades of yellow. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I remember then, watching these two teams previously and being confused. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, I just noticed that. Up. I'm like, oh, that's freaking me out. And then the one with absolutely no historical uh, uh, context or no, <laughs> no, nothing. To, nothing no, whatsoever. Yeah, no. absolutely no historical narrative. England and Germany. <laughs> you love yeah, to the, see it. Uh, uh, there, I can't think of any wars that were fought between the two countries no. or any tournaments where a team went through on, you know, an illegitimate goal or yep, yep, yep. Uh, off penalty kicks or any of yes. that. I, no, I no PKs at all. Like Eric, why, why is this so devoid of any history? I, I, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like the first time, man. England <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Germany and- would be able to write a new history That's of a right. new battleground. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's been talking about that match. Yeah, yeah. So so besides the England-Germany match that we've already, like, <laughs> overhyped, uh, what, what else do you all see here? I mean, there, there's a lot of fun matchups. I'm going to go back to group stage a little bit and the fact that in group B – if you were to ask Belgian fans and Denmark fans, would you rather win the group or lose the group? They, everyone would say that you want to win the group. But if you have the caveat, if you win the group, you play Portugal. And if you lose the group, you play De- you play Wales. <laughs> Bananas, isn't it? it? This tournament is so loaded with, with yeah. good teams and, and good talent. Yeah, I'm I'm a hell of excited for that match, that Belgian Portugal match. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's I don't I don't see middle ground. Like it, it could be a snooze fest because they're both gonna just, you know, feel each other out for 90 minutes, nothing's gonna happen. Or it could just be like nonstop back just and back forth. Back and forth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The one thing, Pep doesn't have a red card yet. And on the Dave Zero preview, we said what the over-under was. And uh I think Dan Wade said the over-under should be, should be one. You know, Pep gets one red card this tournament. So uh, he doesn't have it yet. This could be the game. Yeah. Oh, you're saying – it took me a second. I thought you were talking about Pep Guardiola. You're talking about Pep. You got you to put the other vowel in there, bud. I was told it was pronounced without the, 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 the ending A, but you're the Portuguese expert, so it's, it's Pepe? Pepe. I mean, it, it – if, if you were Portuguese, Portugal with that accent, you wouldn't hit it as hard as we would hit it in Brazilian Portuguese, but it's still there. Pe- okay. It's like Pepe, Pepe, Pepe. Yeah. yeah. We, we'd say Pepe. We'd actually we'd put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that asshole of, of a center back does not have a red card yet. It's and... kind of incredible. <laughs> what did you say? I said kind of incredible. Yeah. He's going to get one. Is Is – is De Bruyne going to be the one that, that draws it out of him? You know, <laughs> that, who, knows, who knows? That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's brings us to current events today. Um, who caught the uh, Wales Denmark again? Pulling the heartstrings. Did anybody watch this match? MJ got a little, a little bit. bit. What did you see? It started out with Wales being very dominant, and the broadcasters, which I was watching the ESPN stream, were just 
raving about Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale and how they connected through the middle and the chances and little pockets of space they were getting. And something changed, whether that was the defensive captain, the goalkeeper, the coach, something about the way Denmark was defending. They were taking away those passing lanes and pockets better. And so about midway through the first half, Denmark kind of figured it out. Whatever happened, they figured it out. And, uh, you know, they score a couple pretty goals from the run of play. And then, and then the second half, they pour it on. And then result was 4 nothing, 4 nothing Denmark over a, a Wales team that, you know, made the semifinals in Euro 2016. You know, they, they were looking to have another deep run with this generation. That's not going to happen. And Denmark becomes the first Euro team to score four more goals in back-to-back games. Crying. I'm crying. I get emotional, man. <laughs> um, Dolberg. We got to talk about this guy for one second. Because I, I didn't realize that all the, uh, just, just the, I guess, the shitty luck, the trauma that this guy's been through. He had COVID twice. He, um, God, what was the other thing that they mentioned? Uh, he, he had Go ahead. Uh, appendicitis. Yes, thank you. Appendicitis <laughs> set him back too. So he was dealing with all these things over the past year. A and... teammate stole an expensive watch. Yes, yes. Uh, of his. Oh, uh, I remember us talking about that. Grand, I forget. I didn't hear that. Grand watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's, he's been through a lot. Or Right. And this is his first, this and he, his first and, start. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, his first start was... Yeah, he, he's, he's normally the super sub. He comes off the bench to score when they need him, but they put him in as a starter. Go ahead. They were playing in Amsterdam, yes? I can tell you that in a second. Yes. And he currently plays for Nice in France, but he used to play for Ajax. So he knows that stadium really well. And he had the sweetest thing in the post-game interview. Is like, it felt like coming home or it felt like playing a home match. You know, the, all the Danish fans traveled well, blah, blah, blah. He, he said all the right things for the fans and for the city of Amsterdam that yeah. may, may have supported him while he was playing at Ajax. So. I love it. I absolutely love it. So Denmark threw in a big way. They will wait uh, between the winner of Netherlands and Czech Republic for their next opponent in the quarterfinals. Beautiful. Um, cool. Well, we can um, – well, let's, let's just burn through the Kovic Copa here. Copa da Kovic. Um, so Montalvan talks about – this is back earlier in the week. The Chilean national team were going through a whole thing where there was infighting. There were reports the coach was going to resign. And there's like, what's happening? And then it's revealed that – I don't know if you guys caught this – that a barber was actually brought in because, you know – Vidal's got to keep that fade. Everybody's got to keep keep that cut nice and tight. Mm-hmm. So they so they broke their quarantine bubble with the barber coming inside, and then their and then their next opponents were like Uruguay were like, yeah, we don't want. I think there were like five of them. We don't want any of these players on that roster because who knows if this barber was infected or not. <laughs> Just cone me ball. Classic. What are you gonna do? Um, in terms of matches, Venezuela and Ecuador, uh, both tied 2-2. I caught a little bit about this of, of this match. Uh, I, I caught the Hernandez goal at the very last second, stoppage time, to make it 2-2. It, it, Ecuador 
pretty much won the match. They, they were the better team and just coughed up a last minute stoppage time goal, which is, we've seen a lot of those lately. So two, two is your final there. Um, Rodrigo will be happy that his Peru beat Colombia two to one. Thanks to our friend own goal. <laughs> comes up again. <laughs> um, the aforementioned Chile, Uruguay, by the way, does not get the request uh, of, of keeping those five players off the roster. Um, so they tie one, one with Chile, Argentina wins one nil against Paraguay that gets Argentina through um, Ecuador two two Peru and uh, Brazil, Colombia. This I watched the, most of this match and I will fully admit right now, Colombia was the better team. Colombia outplayed Brazil. And if you have not seen the Diaz goal, the Colombian goal, it is a thing of beauty. I put it on all the social medias, I think, because he basically does like a sidewise bicycle kick. Off, off of the cross. It is gorgeous. It's absolutely spectacular. Beautiful, beautiful goal. Um, so I'm talking with a couple of my Colombian homies, they're telling me Ospina this, Ospina that, their keeper. Look, he might be a good keeper. I'll fully admit that. But he was not great in this match. And he made two mistakes. And if you make two mistakes against the Celeso, guess what? That's two goals. <laughs> so Brazil wins. In uh, kind of dramatic fashion, it was... Casimiro got a header in like the 100th something, 90, who knows what stoppage time. Uh, that sends Brazil through. So at this point, unsurprisingly, Brazil and Argentina are the two teams through. And now, then Eric, I didn't watch the game. Did you really yeah. put both of those goals on Ospina? The, yeah, I do. You know, the first yeah. one, 100%, because he actually, it was one of those where he actually stopped both hands and the ball rolled off his hands. He just didn't grab, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a keeper. I, I, I respect that position so much because I, I know it's something I can't do. But when you see the ball, like, literally hit the gloves and then bounce into the yeah, goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's on you. I agree. That's yeah. on you. Um, the second one, it was a position thing off of a, off of a uh, corner. He, for whatever reason, I, I, think, I think Neymar took it and Casimiro scored it. And he moved. He, you know, he was, he was doing his thing kind of – staying in the center of the, of the square or whatever. And then he starts to move far post for whatever reason. I think Neymar is like, what are you serious? And so he left the near post wide open. Yeah. Oops. Don't do there that. Go. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, Uruguay two nil over Bolivia and Paraguay, who are also, I would say a team to watch in this tournament. Very solid. Uh, they beat Chile two nil on the 24th. That sends them through. So Paraguay are through as well. Um, I can't think of the name of their striker right now, but he's very good. And Miguel Amiron actually played spectacularly in this match. He had an assist and was basically all over the place, as one would expect. Um, tomorrow, we got Brazil-Ecuador. It might be the B team because, again, they're through rest some people. Um, and Peru-Venezuela, that, that one's kind of a big one. That, that, could be, uh, that could set up either of those teams to still keep things moving. So um, that's your Copa America wrap, I think, for now. I put it this in here. Fair had an all refugee starting 11. I don't know if you guys saw this with uh, Jawara from Gambia, Alfonso Davies, who we know from Canada, Bayern Munich. Uh, and it's, it's men and women, by the way. Uh, Sisto from Denmark. Uh, Ibrima, I'm going to mess some of these names up. Darboe from Gambia and Rome. Fatemira Alushi, Germany, Kosovo. Nadia Nadim, a name we know as well. She's now at Racing Louisville in Denmark. Uh, Lovren, St. Petersburg, Croatia, uh, Jata, Hamburg, Gambia, Elizabeth, Ejupi, 
Albania, and she's at the London City Lionesses. Ode, oh boy, help out. Follow to the Lou. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Follow I'm not even going to try. So. <laughs> Glasgow, South Africa, and Musujiwara, uh, Bologna, and Gambia. So there you go. It's kind of a cool thing that they, they were able so to do. So what, what does that mean? What does, what does this team do? This is just showing uh, some of the best players that happen to be refugees or have like a refugee background, whether it's them or their parents that are currently professional footballers from both genders. If, if you took the best of the best and threw them together. It's like doing a like a team of the week kind of. Yeah. Deal. All star. So but did they like play together at all? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think people voted. Events? It, it, oh, it, it, it's it, it'd be similar to me saying uh best asian hair players and and throwing up 11 players that play 11 different positions that I yeah are it, was, it was like the best it was hair. a thing but for representation it was a thing for representation just be like there's really you know bringing attention to the refugee crisis but then also being like look at these badass people that have that have had difficult backgrounds as refugees that are, that are doing these amazing things in professional sport you're you wanting to normalize being a refugee or bring bringing attention to the fact that unlike some people saying they don't send their best like the there are many talented people that come from other countries that you may not realize that they're not just immigrants they they were fleeing some very difficult situations yeah that's well said yes Cool. Yep, yep. Um, the last thing I have international, kind of a big thing here. Um, back to UEFA, they are getting away with the away goals for international tournaments, whether it's the, uh, I guess, the next version of the Euros, the Champions League, the uh, Europa League, all that stuff. So that'll be interesting. Um, they're going to move to just the two extra times, 15 minutes, and then if it, things are still tied, it goes to penalty kicks, um, which I'm, I'm kind of okay with I'm, I, what I'm curious about is if, if this is going to spread to uh Kome ball to uh to a CONCACAF Asian Confederation African Confederation thoughts I mean it's it's been a thing for a while uh that had been a consideration with nearly every tournament and it seems like it's kind of slowly going by the wayside um partly because of and especially now with the way that home stadiums work, like not everyone's actually able to play in their own home stadium. And we saw that with MLS where we don't really have that away goal advantage because so many teams don't like have a traditional home stadium. Um, and that's only a small factor of it, but I'm, I'm not really surprised. And I, it's going to be interesting to see like how, because it's been so like entrenched, in the in the idea of these competitions it'll be interesting to see like how quickly um that change is made or if it's even made in some of these leagues Shakhtar Donetsk plays their all their home matches uh in Kiev which because they're in eastern Ukraine and it is not safe to play yeah you can't you can't so, travel there or so if fans can get out of Eastern Ukraine safely, they can go to Kiev and watch their home team play. Uh, Bridget, I hadn't thought about that aspect that 
a lot of teams can't play in their home stadium and this idea of having a, a home advantage. The, the whole rule was initially designed because teams would bunker up away and play for the draw and uh-huh. then try to win at home. And so if yep. you value away goals, that makes for the fans and for the sport a fairer, both teams are trying to score, both teams are playing soccer that's somewhat watchable um, and you're not having one team bunker when they're away. It will be interesting to see if some teams try to gain, gain the system and do something like that. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. seen, there's, there's been a little bit of that with MLS um, where the, some of those games are just, you get a couple of really stale ones because you don't have that uh, you don't have that focus. And that was just a few years ago, I think, that fully went away, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it was to, to really change the pace of the match and to keep, keep things moving and entertaining um, so that you weren't watching, you know, everyone wants to go see this team that's, uh, that they might not see otherwise uh, play in their home stadium and then you see them come in and they're just, you know, parking the bus from the 10th minute and like, and that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it really did change the game in that sense. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how they go back to, you know, are they just going to fall into that same habit as they had before? Or is the game going to change a little bit differently? And what you're describing, you can basically cut and paste and talk about like Libertadores. I mean, it's yeah. it's the same thing. So it'll be really interesting to see if it spreads. Um, let's take a break, friends. We got a bunch of uh, local stuff to do too. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Uh, we wrapped up internationals here. And we're getting ready to go into some local stuff. Uh, plenty to talk about. Crows, loons little bit of everything let's do it uh crows they they played sioux falls last week in sioux falls and it was a beatdown five nil bang lopez andrews gets a brace and kid so there you go uh, they remain they remain undefeated and still um they play lacrosse tonight that's right mj Garris. And, and if they win this, excuse me, if, if they win this match, I think that's it, right? They've secured their uh, first place. Yeah, I didn't do the math, but that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do math on weekends, Eric. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, my guy. <laughs> I, I don't do math on days that end with day. So we'll go. But I think that's I think that's correct. That seems about yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tonight, uh, playing at home at, at the Nelly, and it's raining right now, and I believe it's going to rain for the rest of the day, so it could be, a, could be a sloppy one. It could be a canceled one, in fact, if there's, like, lightning all over the place, so we'll see. Uh, Bridget, you had some breaking news. 
Yeah, City just tweeted out like 20 minutes ago. Um, the first head coach of Minneapolis City, Keith Keeker, I believe it's pronounced. Um, he passed away on Wednesday in California. He was struck by a motorcycle. Um, young guy, 30s, I believe. Uh, so kind of a tough day for, for the team and everyone who's been involved with the club. Um, there will be a moment of silence tonight in memory of Keith. Condolences to his family, to the team, to the players, and everybody that worked with him. That's that's tough. I mean, that that's yeah. It's just going to be a hard thing to play through. I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. like the whole Erickson thing. Yeah. Uh, sad. Um, on a more positive note, I suppose uh, City Two have won their their conference. They they and UPSL they beat Valora three to one, and I think they still have a few matches to play, but. They're kind of insignificant because they won. They're, they got their head on all the points. So their first year, they have in- another giant cup. Woo-hoo. Go ahead, MJ. First year in UPSL. Yeah. Midwest Conference, the Western Division of the Midwest Conference, and uh, they're on top of the world. So, yeah, congrats they're, to them. Uh, Michael, tearing it up. Michael Prunty has done a really great job coaching that group. Hell yeah! Bring it home! Bring it home! Looks and, like. I mean, but, some of the current uh, FA players that they work with and are involved in the in their city program got to, got some playing time on, on that city two team. So nice. Yeah, it's been cool to watch uh, who they bring in to, to give some minutes and kind of supplement their roster when guys are not available. It's cool. Worth to mentioning too, if, if if listeners don't know, if you are a member owner of Minneapolis City, your card gets you into those matches as well. So you, if you do have the time, you can double up and go see MC two, which I have not been able to do, but I yeah. wanted to. <laughs> I just haven't been it's, able I to. Thought, I thought about it last night. There was nothing going on last night. I gave that some mm-hmm. serious thought. They play at the Nelly as well most of the time. Yep. Uh, they do play some games. Uh, high school fields around the state but um right. yeah it's it's all inclusive so if you have a city membership you can you can watch them all there you go um i'll fully admit that i haven't been paying as much attention to nwsl not because well just because there's so much other stuff happening with all the international <laughs> tournaments but um most recent scorers orlando pride uh, beat kc three to one louisville uh, got beat by the courage two nil and just to kind of show where things are at, I got to put the standings here. The, the Pride are actually on top right now with 15 points. Thorns at 12, Courage at 10, and then it gets a little tighter from there uh, in the table. Uh, my Louisville are still close. They're they're at seven, seventh place, seven points. They're not that far from being in a in a qualification round for postseason. So you know, I'd, I'd love to see them sneak in there for their first year, but uh, you know, who knows. What, what do y'all what do y'all think so far? Has anybody caught anything? Or are you all drowning in all the international stuff like me? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's been an issue. Um, I mean, there will be plenty on today that I I hope to catch a few. Uh, yeah. They've got what six games today that are probably mm-hmm. some of them happening right now. Five um, games right now: Chicago Red Stars versus Racing Louisville on right now as we speak. Okay. Or finish wrapping up. But when we get done with this pod, you can catch the Oil Rain versus New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. <laughs> more impressive, I think, if you want to be more selective, at 6 p.m., North Carolina Courage play the Portland Thorns. That'll be a big match. That, that's, two, yeah. that's two and three. And 
Eric, for you especially, all these games are on Paramount Plus, but Kansas mm. City tonight, 7.30 versus Washington Spirit, will be live on Twitch. Oh, Twitch. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure my students tell me that's another one I can't join. <laughs> Why can't you join it? Oh, they're very clear Ooh. about... Uh, yes, exactly. They're, they're very clear about Mr. Mr. Eric can't be on TikTok. He can't be on Twitch. <laughs> I mean, Twitch, Twitch, is, Twitch is different, though. It's... Yeah. It's not like you'd be, well, unless you decide to make your own little Twitch channel and start making videos. That maybe is where where you want to draw the line. Draw the line, yeah. <laughs> well, but also, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the kids don't want the adults on there because they don't want the adults to watch them. And, and, and also what MJ Correct. said. No, no, no. I was, what Bridget said, I was, <laughs> Sheila, that's a good point, is like, you'll see us doing. They need their space things that we we don't want to be for the adults but also i think it is that what bridget said you should not be on here making fun dance videos yes them on or yeah, streaming you know the the eric cello rehearsal like yeah. that's not yeah they want up on on twitch i oh, i, I downloaded personally, i personally i don't like it when I find a web, uh, a social media site, and then suddenly I, my family members join, and then, then I have to. <laughs> and then you have to find somewhere else to go. <laughs> yep. It's really. Yeah. I, now, now I they did all join are on Instagram, so you like, have oh no. To tone it down. <laughs> yeah. You're, I did you're... join Twitch, but only to watch because uh, the Dark Cloud watch parties when they were doing it virtual oh, yeah, yeah. was on Twitch. That's literally all I've done on Twitch. Eric, I would encourage you to get a Twitch account just to watch things. You don't have to like <laughs> create your own content, but like like this soccer match, the Kansas City versus Washington Spirit match tonight. Mm -hmm, you watch mm -hmm. that. I'll think about it. So I'll that so it. that when you have a class with one of the kids, you can be like, hey, guess what? I watched on Twitch last night. Have you seen? The problem is and then the they passwords. go, oh, no. It's like trying to remember all the stupid passwords. Mm, that's pretty yeah, much. yeah. I love it. You guys are gonna get me burned by my students, but I, it, it, it's bound to happen. <laughs> Uh, let's let's talk Minnesota United. They had a few matches in here. Um, they went to Dallas. It was we'll, we'll talk about climate change and heat because that's happening again today. But it was hot last week as well in Dallas. Um, what do you all think about this one? I did not catch all of this match. Um, we got we got the Fragapane start um, on the left. Hunu up top. Hansen on the right. Uh, a Hayes Dotson trap midfield uh, a little 433 situation um got some juneteenth numbers that look, look pretty sharp look pretty cool this team has never won in dallas by the way i, I probably mentioned that if people didn't know that um what did you all see before the uh 37th minute because i'll be I, I tuned in basically right when the goal happened so up until that point i throw to you i mean i i think it was good just to see what what they can do with these new players without Reynoso. Because um, we know, I mean, we know that's going to happen sometimes. They've got to figure it out without him in that 10. Uh, so to see Dotson in that role um, after slotting in on the left quite a few times so far this season, um, it wasn't really a great game for him uh, or 
any of the midfield to be <laughs> to be honest um but I, I thought it was interesting an interesting rotation it was good to see what uno and and franco can do up there uh they're they're gonna be solid nico hansen was fantastic um lots of you know just glimpses at what the team could be with these guys yeah, I'll talk about Hanson later on the next match. Um, so the goal, uh, Ja'Cory Hayes, amazing steal in midfield, just mm-hmm. completely picks off a – I don't know if it was a pass or, or just – I think he just picked off the ball like mid-pass. I think it me? was – yeah, it was – I think Dallas was on the counter and he just mm-hmm. – he ran by and snagged the ball and just kept on going. It was beautiful. He did the one-knee tackle and spin – and it reminded me, yeah. I thought he was channeling his inner Ibsen. Yeah. Oh, yep. He actually, he did that. PCF he, Bank Stadium. Ah, good his memory. Inner he did what? that a few times. Ibsen, embrace the Ibsen. Ibsen, Brasileirinho, they used to play for the Minnesota player. United. Oh, I see. Um, great steal, and then a, a really, really beautiful cross that basically lands right at Hunu's feet. And he puts that shot off. He gets that shot off right away. It's blocked. And then it just kind of lands right in the lane for, for Fragapane to one-time it back in. Yep. Good stuff. Anything yeah, else It was perfect. And it, I mean, you didn't see the other guys really trying to make that run in case that shot didn't go off. But he was essentially just crashing the goal. Mm-hmm. And it did just, like, it kind of bounced off the keeper's hands and dropped right to his feet. And often, we don't have a player in that spot but Especially it's so easy side. to yes yeah they're never on the left side um they're ready to crash the the right side of the goal uh but that's never where the ball lands um but yeah he i mean they just kind of met at just the right time there and and it worked um and i thought it was very telling they they actually talked about it on the broadcast of uh wednesday's match but uno was just furious that he couldn't score um so much so that on the plane on the way back he was punching the seat and cursing at himself and and just furious that he wasn't able to put one in Uh, and he had so many close chances um but to see that we have these other guys who will step up in those moments and press and make those goals happen that's going to be huge moving forward I'm guessing a lot of mad, 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 she did a mad. How about second half? So, so Minnesota winning one nil at halftime. How, how does the second half kind of start rolling until the 67th minute? I don't know what happened in that locker room for Dallas at halftime. Uh, Hayes mentioned afterwards. So Hayes had played with Dallas uh 2019 um he knows he knows how that team works uh, and i think that's part of how he got the start um for this match but he said after the game i know what happens in that locker room during halftime when things aren't going well and i know exactly what was going on today and that would have been a lot of yelling and you're not pressing enough you're not doing this you're not doing that so they come out in the second half just charging front foot all the way Pepe was just 
insane. I mean, yeah. we saw we saw glimpses of that in the first half, but like nothing really worked. But he was just like set loose, and go ahead Minnesota and take it. wasn't. Sixty seventh minute. You go ahead. Yeah, he he got that curler on the near post and just it it was a long time coming. I mean, he was he was knocking for a while, um, and it was only a matter of time before that went in. But yeah, Miller Miller had no chance. Um, it was a beautiful goal. Can't can't deny that. There was uh, some very pretty passing with uh, Hollingshead and yes. Ferrer. It was a give and go with Hollingshead and Ferrer, and then. Yeah. Pepe did – it wasn't a dummy run. It was a smart run. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's running towards the middle, and Debassi actually turns around and, and loses his, his guy. So, I mean, it, it was a pretty goal. It was pretty passing, and there wasn't much Lins could do about it. But if there's anybody that was at fault, Debassi didn't track, track Pepe. And Interesting. That's, that's kind of a, a rare moment for him. Yes, because yeah. normally he's super solid with that sort of thing. Yeah. And Boxall or Trap would have, or uh, sorry, Boxall or Ozzy would have normally been his kind of emergency. And Ozzy was chasing from behind, coming from midfield. And Boxall probably had another body he was covering. So he wasn't in the neighborhood. Yeah. 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 They were all over like far post, uh, trying to defend on that side because that's where a lot of the opportunities, opportunities had come from. Um, he just, I mean, they, they spotted all those little channels so easily. And I think they knew exactly like, you know, Zabasi can't, can't be here and here. And here's like, here's where you can draw him to beat him. And no, it, it doesn't happen often, but just with the way that they were playing those, those passes, they knew they could split them up that way. And it, I mean. Did, uh, did, did Chase get spun around like a top a few times? Uh, probably a couple. There wasn't a whole lot in the second half on that side, really. If they okay. they on, really exploited the right side. Yeah on on the goal on the goal it was like when Chase was attacking and up top, and yeah, whoever was left mid in the four three three or the left center mid in the four two three two kind of needs to cover when Chase goes, and that wasn't happening. Yeah, because that Bossy that guy was on an island, but they just didn't yeah. two, two one him. They, I mean, they they he got turned around kind of all on his own. Well, I think that was part of the problem. Like Hayes was that guy on the left side in the middle three. Um, oh, really? I thought he yeah, was, I thought it was Dotson in the middle and Hayes on the right, or was it Trap on the right? It was Trap on the right. Trap on okay, the right. Hayes on right. Hayes on the left. Yeah. And so Dotson was playing more of that like more of the role to, to stay back. Mm-hmm. But Hayes and Gasper were both going forward. I think that's where the that's where the biggest issue was because yeah, they didn't have that back and forth. Like Debassi and Trap and Dotson will kind of do that play back and forth. Uh, and it's the same when you have Ozzy in there, but um I think Dotson maybe forgot that he was playing central and not left side and and just didn't play it that way. Yeah. Um, Reynoso eventually does come in yeah, 70th, 69th, somewhere around there. Um, and it, it did seem to inject a little bit of energy, right? Like he, yeah, the movement seemed to improve. He had a couple shots, 
nothing was really on target, but you know, at least it kind of brought some things, brought brought some, I don't know, a little bit more it, confidence. It put them, yeah, it put them a little bit more on the front foot. Uh, it was yeah. more similar to what they had been doing in the first half. And just, I mean, they just fell flat in the second half. And he, yeah. he kind of brought a little bit of that back, um, created some chances and spots that they hadn't been able to get through. Uh, but he has, he has the speed and he had the fresh legs in that heat um, to get there. I think that was probably part of the problem. I mean, they just, I think they kind of burned themselves out in that first half and just didn't have right. enough to, to attack and defend. Well, there's your final one, one. Um, you already covered a lot of these points. I put in here that, you know, from the highlights that besides the goal that I saw, uh, Will Trap actually, I thought had a pretty good game. Um, yeah. Kind of really falling into that real six role. Um, something was said about, I didn't put it in here, but I remember hearing about uh, when Ozzy came in, that actually seemed to have caused some problems in the second half. Did, did you, do you guys kind of remember? Again, I, I did not get to see that, but. I think the thing is that the way he plays and when, when he's in the starting 11, like, you know, exactly what's happening in that like center backfield. Uh, and like we were talking about with Hayes and Dotson kind of not knowing who is going to go forward and who, who was going to stay back and defend. Um, I think it, it felt like they had finally figured something out and then having him come in kind of upset that balance. Uh, Dotson seemed kind of discombobulated second half because they were trying different things. And it, uh, I think they work so hard on like substituting for Ozzy when he's not playing that they kind of forget how to play when it's in this kind of formation. They forget how to play when he's there. Got it's it. just Got a really it. strange situation. And Ooh. it's really not, it isn't usually an issue because if he's coming in, it's to kind of help sit back and the focus is on the offense. Um, and we didn't see it. I mean, it wasn't super obvious because Reynoso was in around the same time and was able to kind of bring more focus up to the, up to the uh, final third. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a little, a little strange back there. Got it. So the win is remains elusive, but at least I guess they didn't lose. Uh, MJ, you said you want to, looks like you want to add something. Well, I thought Hayes has had a rough start this season, but I thought he played overall fairly well this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like Bridget said, when, when Ozzy came in, it whatever balance that Trap, Dotson, and Hayes had, that kind of disrupted that because whether Dotson was like, am I still the more defensive of the three mids or is that now Ozzy's role? But there was just a little bit of an identity crisis where when you look at the previous years, Ozzy and Gregoosh have built up a, a chemistry of kind of when you're forward, I'm back. When I'm forward, you're, you're back, sort of. And it's all nonverbal, too. Like, they just read it out of each other and don't have to. So the, I think I like the team in transition. I like the way that Keith is trying to put all his best players out there. And if a 4-3-3 gets all our best players out there, with, you know, Jan Gregoosh being away at Euros, great. But he doesn't know how to coach a 4-3-3. And they obviously don't work on it very much. I mean, they, they worked on, like, getting, getting Franco and 
and Adrian like comfortable up front, but they don't work on. It's clear there's no focus on the midfield whatsoever. The midfield. Yeah, like yeah, we know who the back four is going to be. We pretty much know who the front front one, um, whichever whether it's going to be a front three or a, or a two one up front. Um, but that midfield is just a mess. And when you well, hold, hold that thought, because in the next match, I, I would argue that something worked. <laughs> they, they figured something out. Yeah. They figured out several things. I was yes. so shocked. Correct. <laughs> um, we don't, we don't have to go through all these scores in that week, but um, the one, unless there's a particular match that you all want to talk about, but I guess the one thing to highlight is Austin had their big uh, first Austin FC home match. We mentioned last week, it was opened by the women's national team. And uh, pre- pretty amazing to see Matthew McConaughey goal side in front of the supporters with a djembe. <laughs> douche, 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 getting, getting the supporters going. I was just like, this is, this is like the classic McConaughey thing. Of course, he's got an African drum all hair pulled up. I was like, he, someone just needs to give him a haircut. It's driving <laughs> me insane. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, and then your first Matthew McConaughey. Bridget says your hair is all wrong, all wrong, all wrong. <laughs> all wrong, all wrong. That's where his power comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so how about this though? Did you guys see the plane that oh, that flew over the stadium that says no. free court is a snake? How amazing <laughs> is that? What a beautiful action. I, I kind of want to classic. Yeah, I'd love to shake whoever's hand, whoever did that. That was that was pretty badass. Um, yeah, I think we can move on. Unless, like, what 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 are the big surprises here? Inter Miami lost again. They continue to lose. Um, <laughs> Orlando are, are rolling, and Toronto are are kind of slipping. Like, we'll talk about the next lineup. I mean, but my goodness, I I did not predict Toronto to, to kind of start to fall apart like this. Um, Atlanta United, Philadelphia. I caught a little bit of this match. That uh, Glesny's Golasso in the dying minutes from uh, Philadelphia. Did you, did you guys see that? That yes. thunder bastard. Holy crap! Off, what a shot! Off the crossbar and down, clearly over the oh. line. From <laughs> unbelievable, what, maybe thirty yards out at least. And to just watch it ping pong, bang 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 off off the post. Whew, what a shot! Um, and, and again, I mentioned Orlando. They they played uh, a few days ago, San Jose, 5-0, humongous win. And Daryl DK gets the brace. I mean, he's this back. dude's not going to – DK's back from Europe, everyone. He's back. He's back, but he's not going to stay, is he? This dude's got to go somewhere. I mean – Well, he, was... he went out injured last night against Miami, so. Oh, interesting. I was trying to joke around that Flamengo should take him. That'd be, I'd, I'd love to see him get... – <laughs> in Brasileiro and Libertadores. That'd be fun. Um, got some uh, some more tragic news. I, this happened on the 20th. Uh, Rodrigo actually alerted me to this, that apparently there was a pretty big fire at the Sane Foundation, Tony Sane's uh, home base for all the, the amazing programs they do with youth and the community and everything else. And it, it, it sucks. And it looks... I mean, we can only speculate. Maybe, maybe it was just the electrical or something like that. No, but... no, they. No. I mean, they haven't officially said arson, but they are saying it was um, an incendiary fire That's uh, what I was in that front to. entryway. So, that I mean, sucks. you can pretty much conclude that it's arson from there. They just haven't like officially ruled it that way yet. There's some legal stuff uh, they have to get through first. 
which brings um, all the layers of everything else. God mm-hmm. damn it. Uh, yeah, morning after Juneteenth on Father's Day. That was so that was Sunday morning, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Um, yeah, mo- I mean, moderate damage to the internal structure in the front of the building. They'll, it's not stopping them. <laughs> right. Uh, they're still doing all their work. They're finding different sites. But why to- would they be targeted? African-American man doing good things for the community. That doesn't make just, any sense. Of course well, it, it doesn't, but it, it doesn't never... make sense to us. That's right. <laughs> there's, there's a certain group of people to whom it makes perfect sense. That's right. Just, just um, that right there is a threat to, to many people. It, sadly. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a central pillar of um, that kind of Sunray Conway neighborhood. Um, I mean, it's, easy to access plenty of people drive through that area and and are probably not not thrilled with all the work that they do and the investment that they've put into it um but i don't but it, that doesn't and there's, well, there's, there's some information's missing yeah we don't have all the facts and well no we don't we don't know a motive they don't have a suspect but who knows i mean but there are some people that do not like seeing just like they don't like good things well no they love good things but when they see someone who looks like me and even more so someone who looks like tony sana move into a neighborhood or driving around or having a business in a neighborhood they get scared you know and and fear takes over everything else you know if i'm house sitting for a family and taking care of their cats or dogs or something like that if it's in a neighborhood that doesn't see a lot of people that look like me, I'm going to give it a couple boomerang or second looks or what have you. It's just going to happen. And I just, it's fine. That's it's I'm used to it, but, and usually that fear just kind of means that they're a little more hesitant, less uh, likely to talk to me and initiate conversation. And I have to, hello, how's it going today? I'm watching this person's house. You know, these people, I know these people. Can we be friends? And usually that's all that matters. But for some people, that fear manifests itself in very scary ways. And I hope that is not what happened here. I Yeah, I, I mean, we don't, happened. it's just like that you guys are saying this narrative that there's like no evidence that that is what happened. No, there isn't. I hope it's a cigarette. But we, I mean, yeah, we, we can hope that this was some stupid accident and tragic fortunately not tragic consequences um but we've been conditioned by this environment in which we have lived for especially the last 18 months um where when things happen in certain areas and to certain organizations that's kind of where our minds go um and it's a it's not an illogical conclusion um and of course, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm saying that that's what could have happened. And that's where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we will wait for the official word, but everything that they have said so far leads us to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. No suspects yet, no motive yet, but. But on the, I guess, like you said earlier, they're not slowing down. The programming continues. 
Uh, Tony was very clear about that on all of his posts. He's like, we still have this to do. This is still happening. The, 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 the soccer programs are still happening. The food distribution, food distribution is, still is still happening. Yep. Everything is still moving. So, I mean, which sounds like exactly the man that we've come to know. I mean, he's just going to yep. keep doing what he does. So uh, I guess, we'll, we'll stay updated to see, you know, how things progress here. But I, I think in terms of their mission and, and the amazing work they do, we're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Um, okay, let's jump to Wednesday. I made it out, ladies and gents. First Minnesota United match in a year and a half <laughs> in a full stadium, uh, mostly maskless. I wore a mask. Um, it was a fun one. I have to admit, it was really fun. Uh, Minnesota United hosting the uh, Matthew McConaughey's, the Austins we just talked about. And um, I don't even know where to begin on this. I, I guess 4-4-2, first of all, which I didn't see that coming. And I think to your points about the midfield, I think it definitely solved some things because, my goodness, they were just <laughs> running over people for like the first 20 minutes. It looked really awesome. Um, Bridget, you and I were texting. I, I'm, I'm still getting my uh, <laughs> getting back into the flow of things after a year and a half. And I left the house a little bit too late and kind of misjudged my bike time for like the five miles <laughs> to get there or whatever. And I wasn't late, but I was like, yeah, you know, five minutes late, 705. But all that meant is I got the, the seven o'clock line that was like, you yeah. know, a quarter of a mile long outside of the stadium. Um, so thusly, I was in line for 15 minutes and I missed the ninth minute goal. <laughs> Because Which who would have thought that we would have a we would score a goal and not give up a goal in the first ten minutes? That hasn't happened, exactly. and I don't know how long. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I'll I'll let you take it. I mean, I I've seen it now, obviously on on uh, on repeat on replays. Phenomenal goal. So yeah. Fragapane now two goals in two games is is just kind of like taking it and doing the thing um i will let bridget sheila mj i I'll, i will let you take it i mean he just it was it was constant like counterattacks back and forth and and chances um but he just franco just gets a head on it and touches it in and it was a beautiful uh, I think when, when I was texting you about it, I compared it to the Allison Becker Liverpool header. Um, oh, wait, yeah, you're talking about the, you're talking about the Hunugu, I think, aren't you? The header. This is the first one, the Fraga blast. So, okay. So this is the one where Metinair dribbles in, Metinair dribbles it. in and kind of volleys a, volleys a across to the top of the box. Gotcha. I, he just rips it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, you're okay. I mean, we'll get there in a second. Um, th- just really fun little tiki-taka stuff happening and, and watching Metinair get the pass, pass it off. I'm not even sure who, who, who that first pass was to and then continue his run, catch it at the touchline, almost out of bounds, pass it back, and Fragapane just rip it one time. Just crazy yep. powerful shot. And I mean, it- it put both of them in, in team of the week right there. I mean, they, they kept playing uh, very much like that the rest of the match. Um, yeah. But that move was, was the good old, you know, Roman's back. That's, that's what we were seeing back in uh, 20, 2019. 
awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful. But then this goal, I, I was situated and I, I saw it ish because I was just starting to that's, get in and get yeah. situated. <laughs> so that's, I, I, I mixed the two up because you were okay. asking me questions about this one and we were texting about this one. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But go um, ahead, uh, take it. Yeah. So for fun, I had, had a chance at it again. Um, but Uno was just, he was right there. Uh, he was able to just flick on nice little header uh right past the keeper who had no chance he's just standing there watching it go in like okay what the heck um the the relief on his face on Hadrian's face when when that went in was um and the joy was just insane um yeah huge goal massive moment yeah so two goals and an assist for Fragapane in two matches who knew gets his as well and again, like, like you said, Bridget, to, to think that all this would happen before the first 20 minutes is pretty incredible. <laughs> I, so, so I clearly have to leave a little bit earlier <laughs> to get there and not stand in line for 15 minutes. But then, I mean, then at the same time, we're thinking about, yeah, we've been up 2-0 before. So there's, I mean, there's that, the there's that enthusiasm. The there's that enthusiasm and, and the excitement. Um, and especially for this match to be, you know, the pride match, full stadium again. And it's just insane. But then there's that part of you, the Minnesota sports fan, who says, eh, okay, slow yep. down. <laughs> yep. Hold up a minute and, uh, you know, lead. hold your breath until until we see this out. I don't think anyone really relaxed until, what, 91st, 92nd minute. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, I just put in here – this was all happening on the opposite and on, on the beer garden side. So it wasn't all super clear, but even then I could still see the movement. I could still see yeah, the energy. God, I can't imagine what it, that would have been like if both of those goals had been on the wonder wall side. Well, it, it's funny you bring that up because two nil at halftime and then they switch. And now obviously they're coming right at us in the wonder wall. And I got to tell you, like watching that, watching Hansen, Fragapane, uh, Reynoso and, uh, I can't remember on the other side, which is just those three in particular. Yeah. When they're, when they're running straight at you, you just get chills. Cause you start to, there's, there's, there's always this air of possibility. You're like, Oh, yeah. what's going to happen. What's going to happen, which I haven't felt that in a long time. And it happened on multiple occasions where they're just barreling down on you. You're like, chaos, chaos. What's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so right away they start this thing off and I, I, I can't remember who, I think it was it was Nico actually. Nico Hansen shoots right away and it hits the post. Like this happened like in like forty sixth minute, like right away. It's just like oh, we're just right back at it. Spectacular. I think um, Dotson and, had a crossbar in the first half too. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, it was Dotson. I think that was Dotson. No, H- Hansen. Hansen had one too. Hansen yeah, had okay. one off the post, they, they and I think Dotson had the crossbar. Yeah. They they were right next to each other and constantly flipping back and forth, so it was kind of hard to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just the energy watching those guys. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, they kept that high press for pretty much a full ninety minutes, which I was really yeah. impressed with because we've seen that essentially taper off, and then that's when issues start to happen. And just watching Reynoso like up in everybody's face, like up in the keeper's face, I'm like, well, damn man, okay, just gonna stay up there the whole time. Um, 
I put it, I did notice I 68, 70. I, I did start to see things kind of start to slow down and taper a little bit. And to his credit, you can mark my words, Adrian Heath brought in subs right at this time to his credit. Uh, McMaster comes in for Fragapane, Avila, Reynoso, Alonso, and Metnair. Uh, that is not a, uh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's something else. But anyway, good subs at the right time. It, it changed a little bit of the formation. Um, obviously having uh, Avila up there, the Juan Chope. By the way, Juan Chope is much bigger in person than I expected. Yeah. He's a big, yeah. He's a big guy. <laughs> Fagapane is much shorter. In he's tiny. He's, yes, he's, he's tiny. like five four. They were talking he's about tiny. that on the broadcast too. Uh, Cal kept saying, "Like this dude is five four. Like he, yeah. he looks like a giant out there the way that he plays." But then yep. you look at the, you look on paper, and he's he's this little guy. Um, but the way he moves and just cuts through everyone is insane. Um, yeah, it's true. I. I was definitely not prepared to see five subs, A, but five subs who all were in more attacking positions. This is when you see, this is when you typically see Heath start to bunker and say, okay, we're going to hold the 2-0 and we're going to make sure we keep the clean sheet. That's what I was expecting to see. And instead he starts pulling out like defensive midfielders and throwing in more attackers. Um, and it was, I thought it was a nice acknowledgement of uh, the fans being there to see these guys play and to see this kind of soccer and, and to not just see like, yeah, we'll, we'll settle. Um, and he talked about that a little bit in the, in, in the post um, saying, you know, now you realize like we knew what we were missing here. We knew we were missing these people, but now you really like, now you realize just how much of an effect it has on you. And I think he kind of just went for it in that moment and was like, you know what, let's, let's just go for it. Why, why settle there? Yeah. They kept the pressure up. Uh, It really, there was a little bit of a lull, like I said, before those subs came in and and, and it kind of picked back up. There was like 10 minutes where it got kind of boring and it was like, okay, that's kind of a letdown after this crazy first half. And then you just go like, okay, well, is something going to happen now or what? But yeah, I mean, the guys were getting a little bit tired, but injecting some, some fresh legs in there. Yes. Made a, made a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, to Heath's credit, it was well-timed. Like it was, it was the perfect time to get those guys in there. Uh, Two nil is your final really great convincing win. Um, I want to give my, I want to sing the praises of Nico Hansen for a little bit right now. I loved watching this player for the first time. Just there's, there's a, I think the word is the hunger. Every time he's coming at you, Every time the ball is anywhere near him, you just you look at his face and he's like, I'm doing something. I'm doing this or or I'm getting out of the way. I'm, I'm pulling a defender with me. He's always active. He's constantly active and he's just hungry. Like if he's not going to shoot, he's going to pull somebody. He's going to check somebody. He's just oh, he's hungry. And it's just it's fucking awesome, to be honest. It's just fun to watch him. He's really fun. So that's that's my love letter to Nico Hansen. <laughs> What? Yeah, I mean, well, we, guys... we saw it. We saw it in Dallas, and it was definitely even even a better display in this match. Yeah, um, what he can do and and what he brings to the lineup, and you can see the other guys feeding off of that. I think that's Absolutely. what they've been missing up front. 
Reynoso gets that sometimes and you can see everyone pick up on it. Um, but to have another guy up there being like, all right, let's go for it. Let's go. Come yeah. with me. Let's, let's do this. Let's go. And, let's and all I do our job the, and get it done. Yes. And I love that we can have this depth battle between him and yes. Wood who are very different skill sets, but both great for that position. So, I mean, yep. what, what a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the midfield just briefly because I mean, it was such an issue in the last match. And then all of a sudden with this four, four, two with those, with, uh, Hanson, Dotson, Reynoso, Fragapane, like that line right there was just like nonstop, like nitro. <laughs> it was, yeah. it worked so well. MJ, what do you think? I was just really impressed with how all night, no matter what formation, no matter which set of bodies we had out there, the coverage when we lost the ball was so much improved. You yes. saw when Met, when Metonair would go up and play the wing back role and be high up on the right, you saw Dotson fall back and cover. Not just in a right mid, but in the right fullback position. Yeah. He's, he's comfortable with. You saw the same thing on the left when Gasper went up forward, whether it was Trap or whomever there was coverage for for Gasper on the left side and we have not seen we've seen that this Heath sort of expectation that hey you're up there on attack and then we turn all over hustle and get back there and be in position <laughs> and and the amount of yes total football tiki taka whatever you want to call it on the attacking side of players interchanging running for each other on offense was better than we have seen before, but also the total football side of players interchanging on the defensive side was the best I've ever seen it under a Heath run club. And, and, and for them to, to sub in and keep that momentum, which is, which is his, his argument for not using a sub is you're going to lose, you're going to lose all of that. And instead this time he makes five subs and each, each and every one amped it up more and more through the game. Dawson funny how that works. Right. Oh, go ahead. I said, I just said, funny how that works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was... subs in for Dotson drops back to right back. And now Dotson's going forward on the right. And who's filling back for him? Hayes is dropping to that right fullback position. It's as if, like Bridget said, it's not about subs ruining the chemistry. It's like the chemistry's already there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's similar, I feel, to what we saw in 2019, like when all these guys had to have that next man up mentality and like and when they got in, they had to just do what they had to do when they were on the pitch. It, I mean, so many of them that year were playing out of position or just, you know, kind of being thrown in and and saying, hey, yeah, you've you've played this position before. Let's throw you in there because we have nothing else. And that's how they played. They, they had to gut it out for each other and with each other. And now we're seeing that again, but we also have Fragapane up front. We have Reynoso up front. We have Uno up front. And it's like everything is finally starting to come together where you have those backfield pieces, you have the midfield pieces, and you have the attacking pieces. And we saw them actually work together this time. Um, Shout out to McMaster too. First time. He, he got yeah, some time yeah. and, and filled in pretty well. For and the he, children. his like his first touch was a shot, wasn't it? Like uh, just, I think so. Yeah, just insane. He had one turnover the whole game. 
his ability yeah. to kind of value possession and and always know where his outlet is, whether that's a, a safe back pass or a more square horizontal ball, it's way above his his age range. You don't mm-hmm. see kids, you know, coming out of a, a U.S. college with that sort of valuing possession over. I want to try to dribble through three people and you know do a Darwin Quintero and score a goal. Like his soccer IQ with the ball is pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, let I'll jump to this really quickly because uh, if they if they play like they played in this match in Portland tonight, if this match even happens, I mean, it keeps getting pushed back for the extreme heat that's happening right now. And it probably should be postponed at this point. But uh, if they come out with this formation and with this kind of energy, you know, a week or two ago, I would, I would have, I'd, I'd bet against them. I would have said Portland's going to win this match, but if they play like this, I think they win this match. Yeah. Agreed. Shout out to Pane, <laughs> uh Friend of the pod, Jess, asked Bridget to write a haiku. <laughs> and I felt that one of the reasons why you bring me on when Rodrigo can't be here is to be the Minnesota football show poet. Oh. And so oh, Laura, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no. Uh, that's not why you bring me on. Um, no. So I wrote something. Uh, I take haiku fairly seriously in the sense, um, for those that don't know, Japanese characters and the 575, it doesn't quite line up to English syllables. And so people always want to focus on the form and the syllables, and that's not really how it works. Also, it's really important to like have the weather or the season be in there. And it's really important that you don't use certain Western concepts like metaphor and simile. And anyway, you can change haiku however you want to modify it for the Western world. I'm a little bit more traditionalist. So here's my Fragapane haiku. Hot summer evening, Lima pulls hamstring, cannot catch Fragapane. Very nice. Like we it. had some other ones too. I I, I retweeted some uh, some of the listeners posted That's some Dan, good ones. Dan's is is probably my favorite here. Yeah, uh, you have it up. So Dan, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So Dan writes: Winger claims his fame, scoring while we sing his name, Franco Fragapane. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the poetry uh, <laughs> the poetry section of the Minnesota Football Show. <laughs> Keep this thing going. Yeah. Um, we don't have to cover the, the next batch of MLS matches, uh, except to say that once again, Cincinnati gets a big win in Chicago and Toronto loses to Nashville, which, which drops Toronto down below FC Cincinnati in the standings, which if you would have told me, you know, this, this far into the season, that would be a thing. I, I would have laughed probably. Toronto's, <laughs> having, Toronto's having an identity crisis and it is fully because of their coaching. Hmm. Bridget, yep. where's their former coach now? Uh, He's in MLS, right? He got a new job yeah. in, in MLS. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, my God. Are you talking about Toronto's former coach? Yeah. He coaches LA. Thank you. That, okay. Yeah. yeah galaxy. He, went the, he went to the Galaxy. Yep. Um, who, who also won, by the way? They're, they're doing fine. Um, Caden Clark to Leipzig official. We knew it was coming. Go Minnesota, not in Minnesota. We 
Um, we got the announcement that Boxy got called in for the New Zealand national team for the Olympics. So good for him, but hopefully don't get COVID. <laughs> He's probably had his shot by now, I'm guessing. Yeah. But uh, we, we wish him well. It's, it'll be interesting. So with Box all gone for a number of matches, how do you think that's going to affect things there on the back? Well, I think we'll, we'll see Ritz uh, come back in. Um, okay. And, I mean, having – if Boxy was leaving and Debassi was not healthy, I would be very concerned. But with Debassi, I think as long as you have one of the two of them in there, things are okay. I mean, it, it's going to be weird because Boxy has played every single minute this season. Yes. Um, nearly every minute last season. I think the only minutes he missed was uh, when he ran into that goalpost. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was brutal. <laughs> he was forced to miss about 20 minutes of a game, and I think that's all he missed. Um, and even, I mean, Heath was saying, yeah, we're like, the, there's going to be an adjustment. But thankfully, they, they shouldn't have to play too many games without him. Uh, and he was saying he felt, he felt kind of bad because yeah, like, I feel like I need to be here. I'm always here. This is my job. I'm doing my job. But at the same time, he also says, you know, these are the moments you look back on your career and you think, wow, I got to be there. Uh, so he's, I think, I mean, he's he's earned it. He deserves it. He gets to go enjoy that moment. Um, being one of the veteran players on the, they're allowed with three in addition to the U23s. That sounds right. Um, yeah. Three senior players. And that's a huge honor for him to be called in. Um, so they'll, they'll be fun to watch. Uh, you won't have a U.S. men's team to root for. So, so go for the all whites. <laughs> or, or is this the big setup? This is maybe the big narrative where the team walks out, Boxy's gone and a plane comes by Allianz field and somebody jumps out, uh, skydiving, hits the ground and Allianz field superhero style, Rips off the parachute and it's Ikopara ready to go. <laughs> right? It writes itself. Well, Come on. So, so, I mean, there's the weird thing where he's not listed on the injury report anymore, but we still don't hear about him. So, I mean, it, it could be that he's training to jump out of a plane, although I think that is contraindicated by his concussion status. <laughs> um, I'm gonna let's, say let's not have a pyro jump out of a plane, fair actually, enough, speaking enough, of concussions. I'm going to say something that Sheila said earlier to, to something outrageous that I said. What is the chances of that actually happening? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fine. R- ruin my fun. Eric, Friends, Eric has his little fantasies. You just have to let him, just let him go sometimes. Serious. That's, thank you. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> um, that's all I got, everybody. Uh, MJ, plug your podcast really quick. You can normally find here's, me on the Dave's the I Know test. podcast. <laughs> and what is their handle, MJ? <laughs> At T-D-I-K-M-N. Nice. On the Twitter. There it is. There it is. It is not <laughs> hard for... to spell. It's just in all caps, and that's hard to spell check because it doesn't spell a word. It spells Tegudum, and that's, that's not a word, so... You know, you can, you can teach autocorrect and it will recognize these things if yeah. you do it the same way twice, <laughs> occasionally. All right. I got graduation <laughs> parties to go to. Uh, thank you, Bridget, Sheila, MJ. Thanks for jumping in. 
Uh, we got the old Patreon, patreon.com backslash show. I put it some Euro stuff, some Copa stuff. Um, and yeah, thank you listeners for listening and we'll be back maybe with Rodrigo next time and uh, obrigado. Ciao. Bye. Bye.